Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, today, the last few weeks we've been talking about and, uh, how the body regenerates itself. So today we're going to talk about thyroids, uh, typically Graves' disease and Hashimoto's disease. Um, also, we've started a new YouTube channel. It's called True Health Tuesdays with Dr. B. Um, the old YouTube channel is still going, um, but it looks like they uh, they might be wiping it out because of the censorship. We we have our bastion of, of safeness on the drbvip.com, and if you can, if you could support us, and thank you for all of those people that are supporting us. Um, it's only twenty nine bucks a year, two ninety seven a month, but it gives us a safe haven to where we can talk without censorship. We're also on Yum Rumble and uh, Odyssey, so thank you again. And Extreme Health Academy, I was with those um, folks about two hour webinar this Sunday. We do that uh, at least once a month, and this weekend, or uh, actually this Thursday, we have our apprenticeship program. And that, again, is on the Dr. BVIP. We do that once a month. Where This month, we're going to go over breathing diaphragmatic function. Now, a lot of people say, gee, all the solutions, I've got to listen to the whole thing to find the cause and solution of this. Why can't you give a little snippet? Well, I'm doing a boatload of TikTok videos now, and I'm having to come up with the cause and solution in, in three minutes or less. Okay, so I'm going to do the same thing here. Cause of all thyroid problems. Toxicity plus deficiency is going to equal the disease. And this is hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism, Graves, Hashimoto's, autoimmune, cancer, everything. Toxicity or deficiency. So what's the solution? Purity and sufficiency. And that will equal optimal health. It's that freaking simple. So let's go over this. The Mayo Clinic says Graves' disease is an immune system disorder, um, and although a number of different disorders may result from it, it's a hyperthyroidism, or it's a hyper. Um, the Graves' disease is a comp, um, and, and it's interesting because they talk Graves' disease is really from hyperthyroidism. When you ask what hyperthyroidism is from, they don't know. Okay, so now what are the causes or symptoms of this? Think of Marty Feldman, okay, with the big eyes. Tremor in the hands, heat sensitivity, weight loss, um, change in menstrual cycles, uh, change in libido, uh, frequent bowel movements. Typically, people are going to have bulging eyes, um, pressure in behind the eyes, retracted eyelids, and those are the bulging eyeballs that you see. Now, Hashimoto's disease is a condition where the immune system attacks the thyroid. Again, this is scored in a Mayo Clinic, um, which it's not really true. Um, inflammation and in Hashimoto's disease known as chronic lymphocytic thyroiditis. And Hashimoto's disease is the most common cause of hypothyroidism. But it's interesting because Hashimoto's is both hyper and hypo. Now, you could feel sluggishness, cold, hair loss, brittle nails, muscle ache, joint pain, memory loss, a lot of different things. So now, according to the Mayo Clinic, Graves' disease is caused by a malfunction of the body's disease-fighting immune system. And the exact reasons are unknown. Hashimoto's, um, 
is an autoimmune disorder in which your immune system creates antibodies. The doctor don't know what causes your immune system to do this. So both of these are unknown or idiopathic. So let's go in. The thyroid's located um, at the base of your throat, okay, right at the top of below your larynx, right above the trachea. And um, your thyroid produces three different hormones, T3, T4, and T2. Um, the thyroid regulates metabolism in the body and all growth factors, okay? We're talking skeletal tissue, red blood cells, erythropoietin, it helps. Now, what do the thyroid hormones do? In pregnant people, it produces prolactin, which is for milk production. Um, also, it, the thyroid it, uh, interacts with all other hormones like insulin, cortisol, sex hormones. Now, 90% of the hormone production by your thyroid is in T4, which is in an active form. Now, T4 is converted to T3, um, usually in the liver, and um, what, what happens is the liver converts the T4 to T3, which is the active form. Now, if your T3 is inadequate, so this could be your entire body will experience symptoms. Uh, so could it be a liver issue? Could it be a thyroid issue? So, so it takes a little diagnostics. Now, thyroid testing, they're going to test TSH, which is thyroid stimulating hormone, and this is from the, the pituitary. And this will cause the thyroid to produce T3, T4. And so if you have TSH high and T3, T4 low, it means the pituitary is telling the thyroid to work harder. And if T3, T4 is low and TSH is high, again, pituitary is telling it, but the thyroid's not producing it. So that would be considered a hypothyroid. If you have a whole bunch of T3, T4 and very low TSH or thyroid-stimulating hormone, you're going to have um, what's called a hyperthyroidism. And so, so let's look at this. TSH, thyroid-stimulating hormone, is produced by the pituitary gland. A high TSH indicates um, um, a low-functioning thyroid, a low TSH overactive thyroid. And... <laughs> You know, it's it's just, it doesn't make any sense um, because what controls the pituitary? Well, you got the you got the hypothalamus, and the hypothalamus is unique because it has one, um, one foot inside of the nervous system, one foot inside of the um, endocrine system. So this, the nervous system is actually going to be stimulating this. So... When we look at this, the problems with testing. Now, the TSH test has become the gold standard. Okay, and this is Kenneth Blanchard. The key thing doctors aren't always told is that TSH is a test that gives us a yes or no answer. And in fact, it's fundamentally wrong. The pituitary TSH is controlled not just by how much T3, T4 is in circulation, but by how much T4 is getting converted to T3 at the pituitary level. Excess T3 generated at the pituitary level can falsely suppress TSH. So you might think, wait a second, this is more common. Now, according to Dr. Jonathan Wright, uh, well known that lead and cadmium interfere with testosterone production. It's not so well known that reverse T3 is, is stimulated by toxic metals. So if we have high levels of toxic metals um, that outnumber the regular T3, T4, you're functionally in a hypothyroid condition. 
And this is the biggest thing. I mean, APOC Times is brilliant on this. In, quote, in order to detect a thyroid problem, a TSH test must assume that a hormonal signaling is in the rest of the system is functioning normally. Uh, endocrine disrupting chemicals may disrupt many points along the signaling system, not just the thyroid. It can be difficult to identify an imbalance with a TSH test. And this is the big reason why conventional blood test and reference ranges used to detect a thyroid abnormality can really overlook the problem. And here's from Ralph Kelman, um, Raphael Kelman, a thyroid disorder specialist, quote, Toxins don't have to reach a high level in order to affect a delicate system that's very, very vulnerable to toxicity, especially where the thyroid is, I think, is the most vulnerable component of the endocrine system. Now, thyroid tests are inaccurate. Uh, many people may be suffering from minute imbalances of this. And, and that's, um, it's interesting because it's, it's a little bit off, not, not a lot. And not everyone is going to have the same, same measurements. Now, an accurate thyroid function test is basal body temperature. Uh, now, if you take your body temperature about four mornings in a row before you get out of bed, place a glass thermometer in your bed before you go to sleep. Upon waking, place the thermometer, thermometer in your armpit for a full 10 minutes. Don't move. Remain as still as possible with your eyes closed. After 10 minutes, record the temperature. People with a normal functioning thyroid will have a basal body temperature between 97.6 and 98.2. So it, it's interesting that body temperature is going to be a good one. But thyroid antibodies testing. Now, we make antibodies against cell tissue or pr proteins. The presence of some antibodies is healthy and normal. As old tissue cells die and be replaced by new ones, the immune system tags these dead cells with antibodies. Now, the problems with antibody testing is they're always waxing and waning. It's going to be increasing and decreasing. Antibody tests don't take into account toxic exposure, deficiency of nutrients, um, diets high in unhealthy fats, sugars, grains, all, all which alter antibody production. And even the dreaded vaccines that we can't talk about now um, is because it's, you know, a censored subject. And, you know, in order to totalitarian takeover of the, um, the entire country, you have to control and have people in a fear-based. So we can't talk about how vaccines cause an inflammatory response which causes the production of antibodies. So really, when we're looking at this, let's look at the immune system. You got a Th1 or Th2 response. Now, this uh, Th1 is your normal immune system response, and you need a healthy gut flora, good mucous membranes. I mean, this is what you're designed to be exposed to a virus, fungus, or bacteria. A Th2 response is more of an acute inflammatory response. And this is going to be caused by allergies, intolerances, uh, local inflammatory reactions. Now, the hepatitis B vaccine, because I can't really say vaccine, according to the Journal of Autoimmunity, during the 1980s, genetically engineered hepatitis B vaccines were introduced in the United States. A large series of autoimmune conditions have been reporting following uh, hepatitis B vaccines, or vaccines. Um, 
Now, here's one at a clinical and experimental rheumatology. The case reports and series describe various autoimmune conditions post-vaccine and suggest strongly that vaccine can trigger autoimmunity. Here's another one, aluminum adjuvants and autoimmune disorders. This is at a current medical chemistry. Aluminum adjuvants have a potential to induce serious immunologic disorders in humans. Now, you might wonder, where are aluminum adjuvants? Well, they're in just about every shot out there. Um, not in the current uh, COVID jackings, okay, that is a totally different technology that's never been used in humans, and there's no long-term studies. Now, the Journal of Autoimmunity goes on to say that the mechanism of how autoimmune reactions hasn't been fully elucidated. They figure it's molecular mimicry, and that's a relationship between um, the immune system response to a foreign pathogen, you get an injection, and then what it does. Now, one of the things doctors aren't looking at is the chronic stressors, physical, chemical, emotional. Medications can cause this. Toxic environmental, and, uh, environmental toxins like fluoride, chlorine, bromine, um, processed foods, sedentary lifestyle is poisonous, and even heavy metal exposure. Now, the hypothalamus, the CEO, the endocrine commander, now it has sensors in the central nervous system and communicates with the autonomic nervous system. Now, this uh, hypothalamus is responsible for orchestrating this, um, this system. Now, what's wild is it has one foot in the nervous system, one foot in um, the endocrine system. Now, when you look at stress and the thyroid, Okay, what kind of conditions sound familiar? Let's look at memory problems, lethargy, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, muscle aches, joint pain. So is that really a thyroid issue or a toxic environmental issue from physical, chemical, emotional stress? Think of this. Um, if you have a problem with the central nervous system, that's a deficiency in nerve supply. And since your nervous system controls and coordinates every function of the body, this is going to be a major contributing factor. Um, then if, if doctors could actually look at thyroid disruptors, like estrogen dominance, like someone taking birth control pills or estrogenic um, foods, medications like steroids, barbiturates, cholesterol-lowering drugs, beta blockers, all of these can disrupt thyroid function. Um, mercury, lead, phylates, phylates, um bisphenol A, BPA, all have been linked to thyroid problems. When we look at bromine, chlorine, fluorate, all uh, disrupt the thyroid. So this, when you look at this, bromine and fluorine it can't be broken down by your tissue, so they build up. This means every non-organic bread that's been um, raised with, with bromine in, instead of iodine, it's, it's crazy toxic. Now, sources of bromine, pesticides, plastic, baked goods, it's used as a dough conditioner, soft drinks, Mountain Dew, Gatorade, some drug. And now think of this. So if you're taking Fresca or Squirt, these are in the form of brominated vegetable oils. If you're taking medications such as an inhaler, nasal spray, um, cholesterol-lowering drugs, fire retardants um, also contain bromine. All of these can negatively affect the thyroid. Fluoride, and I mean, this is in water. This mimics, it mimics the thyroid-stimulating hormones and damages cells of the thyroid gland. 
um, heavy metals, and this is going to be in back pains, um, but in fish and amalgam fillings. Uh, when you're looking at vegetable oils, vegetable oils can literally disrupt the thyroid function. They oxidize super quickly and become rancid. Um, and this is the hydronated or partially hydronated, the refined. These things actually damage the thyroid. And this is in almost every packaged food there is. Goitrogens, these are things that can stimulate goiter. Now, 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 obviously, salt that doesn't have healthy amounts of minerals in it, like iodine as well, but these foods, they're good for people who are healthy. If somebody has um, a damaged uh, or inflammatory system, then we've got to heal the system first. So when we talk about goitrogens, um, and this is going to be like turnips, cabbage, mustard, cassava roots, pine nuts, um, soybeans, um, these foods can block iodine from being absorbed. Now, goitrogenic compounds um, come, you can deactivate these things by heating them. So don't eat broccoli, cabbage, or cruciferous vegetables raw. Lightly saute them. And even soy can be lessened if you ferment it, like in miso or tempeh. So you can still get the good stuff. And you've got to avoid all refined grains. These are taxing on the thyroid, like white bread, rolls, biscuits, pancakes, pizza. Um, you can avoid the sugars, like granulated sugar. Um, corn syrup, even maple syrup, honey, and molasses, you know, can can stimulate the adrenals or get you in stress and can tax the thyroid. So this is your first step. Number one, don't poison yourself. Um, stop any further vaccines. Um, filter your water. Buy your toothpaste fluoride-free. Get rid of the amalgam fillings. Uh, choose cold water fish so they have less mercury, like anchovy, mackerel, sardines. Um, and and when you're looking, here, this chiropractic care also can help with the autonomic. Now, why would that why would that make a difference? Well, for one, the hypothalamus controls the pituitary. The hypothalamus is the CEO of the endocrine system. And the hypothalamus gets its information from that nervous system. So you change that nervous system, you're going to change the body. What can you do to help your thyroid? Number one, get adjusted. And then regular exercise. Super important. Exercise stimulates the thyroid gland secretions and increases sensitivity to thyroid. And exercise is absolutely essential okay, to lower your risk of cancer, heart disease. It's phenomenal. Now, iodine, you need iodine. Everybody does. Uh, the key to a healthy thyroid is efficient metabolism. And the, the large part of the thyroid hormone molecule, like T4, has four attached iodine molecules. T3, the active form, has three attached molecules of iodine. Now, iodine deficiency is one of the three most common neutral deficiencies uh, uh, along with magnesium and vitamin D. So we are deficient in iodine. Now, I'd recommend supplementing with sea plants, uh, sea vegetables. Uh, we use Lugo's iodine that I recommend all the time. But, I mean, look at the differences around the world. Japan, 
the daily dose of iodine obtained from their diet is two to three thousand micrograms, or, or you know, two to three uh, milligrams. Um, now the U.S. recommends 150 micrograms. So Japan's recommending two to three thousand micrograms. America's re- recommending 150. Now, Dr. David Brownstein, great book, author of the, the book Iodine, Why You Need It, Why You Can't Live Without It, recommends 12.5 milligrams a day, okay, which is like 12,000 on a regular basis. And I'm in, totally in line with that. I think it, Brownstein is right on. I'm doing uh, 10 to 15 drops of iodine a day, and I you know, love it. I function well. Now, vitamins and minerals that are essential for a healthy thyroid, zinc, selenium, B vitamins, C vitamins, E, A, all fantastic. So get as much of your iodine through natural sources. Daily supplement of a few milligrams is good. Um, Also, tyrosine, selenium, vitamin A, D, zinc, B vitamins, omega-3s. You need all of these in order to have proper utilization of iodine. So it's not just one supplement. You've got to get all of them. Now, juicing for the thyroid is fantastic, particularly when you're in a stressed state. Um, interesting, radishes contain a sulfur compound um, that, that is a regulator of thyroid and calcitonin. Uh, the sulfur compound in the bloodstream uh, is less likely to over or underproduce hormones. So radishes and radish juices. Now, here's the thyroid tonic. Carrots, cucumber, celery, radishes, and lemon. You can add some kelp powder in there, and this is, like, fantastic. It would work amazing. Now, there's a cranberry tonic. Cranberries that are grown near the sea contain iodine. Uh, So cranberries, um, some apples, a squeeze of lemon, that also is delicious. Now, coconut oil, healthy fats for a healthy thyroid. Coconut oil is a medium-trained triglyceride. Now, what's neat is it has a shelf life of like five years at, at room temperature. It doesn't need to be broken down, okay, and it's fantastic, but it increases energy expenditure and decreases adip- or adipose tissue. Now, vitamin D and K2, we talked about that, vitamin E. And if you look at this, the sources, natural sources of vitamin E, um, almonds, spinach, sweet potatoes, wheat germ, um, butter squash, trout. I mean, there's so many sources out there. But get that, that iodine, like kombu. This is added to soups and bean dishes, black seaweed, um, dulce or kelp powder. Now, when you're looking at this, it seems like there's too many simple solutions. For the thyroid, when you're looking at physical, chemical, and emotional stressors, you can see why you can actually change. Um, it, well, if you're in that toxic environmental exposure, you can see why uh, your body uh, metabolic processes would be interrupted. Now, the, the censored portion, and this is hugely important, is going to be on sudden adult death syndrome. Now, so when we're talking about thyroid or metabolism, uh, the authorities are trying to make it normalized that young people are dying of heart attacks and strokes, that this is a normal cause. 
this is not normal for society. It's like autism is not a normal part of youth. Alzheimer's is not a part of normal part of aging. And sudden adult death syndrome is not a normal um, a, 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 not a normal condition in human beings. And now Vernon Coleman, if you haven't watched this guy, he is just dry British sense of humor, absolutely brilliant guy, multiple letters behind his name. So, you know, the guy is a genius. Um, it's vernoncoleman.org. I got to read you this. Okay, possible causes of adult sudden adult death syndrome. Now, this is on June 24, 2022. Quote, doctors around the world are puzzled at the epidemic of sudden deaths occurring among previously healthy young adults. Many are said to be conducting investigations to help them decide what could possibly be the cause. In order to help them, I've compiled the list of the known possible explanations for sudden adult death syndrome. One, eating too many marmalade sandwiches. Two, stepping on cracks between paving slabs. Three, not stepping on cracks between paving slabs. Four, putting too much tomato sauce or ketchup on meals. And five, not saying your prayers. Okay, so you can tell this guy's got a good sense of humor. The sixth reason is allowing yourself to be injected with an experimental, inadequately tested pseudo-vaccine. Um, he reported using the FDA's draft working list details out on both his websites how many are the vaccines killing. And this was he put on on December 8, 2020. Now, the vaccines are known to cause myocarditis, encephalitis, convulsions, strokes, Guillain-Barre, meningitis, pericarditis, bleedings, clots, joint pain, and many other disorders. Now, um, that doesn't stop people from getting it because people are in a panic state and people won't do logical things when they're panicked. Um, <laughs> um, and, and he goes on to say, um, sudden adult death syndrome is caused by one of the above, and maybe if a, a good um, many really clever, well-paid doctors sit down in a big room in a large, expensive hotel somewhere exotic, they may be able to work out which one of the causes it is. Uh, I mean, at healthdesk.org, again, these are all official sites. Uh, June 7th, what is the cause of sudden adult death syndrome? Quote, sudden adult death syndrome, known as SADS, occurs in when a person under the age of 40 suffers a sudden death without a known cause uh, after an autopsy or toxicology screening, uh, cardiac arrest when the heart rapidly stops pumping and the blood uh, body loses heart function, breathing, and consciousness. Uh, most scientists think SADS is caused by a heart condition that interferes with the heart's electrical system. Um, sudden, uh, sudden and expected deaths during sleep of young adults was first m m uh, mentioned in the medical literature in 1917. Um, the biggest risk factors are previous heart attacks, and they think it might be family history, genetics, obesity, diabetes, or drug use. Um, end of quote. Um, because think of this, you can't say the vaccines. Now, the article goes on to state, quote, Vaccines have not been associated or linked to sudden death or in children in general. Myocarditis, inflammation of the heart muscle, has been associated with the vaccines. Um, but uh, cardiac issues following a COVID-19 diagnosis are common. 
Now, the incident COVID-19 in the community is just linked with higher numbers of sudden cardiac arrests and lower survival rates. Now, the article goes on to state, we don't know what causes it, but you should still get the shot, even though the shot says that it could cause it. Now, we can go way back to Gert Vanderbosch. Now, this guy, long list of companies has worked with, big vaccine developer, um, independent virologist, vaccine ex- at former employed at Gavi, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And he warned last, the year before last, um, he had an open letter to the World Health Organization that talked about he, we need to halt the mass vaccination of um, the population because it would be dangerous to the per- persons. And that means that if you're uh, initiating an experimental vaccine that has never been tried on human beings before, uh, that doesn't prevent infection, doesn't stop transmission, and there's no long-term studies. And what's interesting is on the Verback meeting where they're trying to get this thing approved, well, it actually was approved for little children everywhere except for Florida, because Florida says, look, the, the risks, there has to be a risk-benefit analysis of any medical procedure. And since children are not at risk of this disease, you're talking, uh, you know, nine, 99.999, four nines, um, is their risk of disease of not of dying from it? So there, there is virtually no risk of the child, and there's no long-term studies. So don't go into panic. Look at what the experts are saying, not the experts on CNN. Uh, strengthen your immune system. Anything you do that helps your body respond to the environment is good. Anything you do out of fear and ignorance that has an unknown outcome, that has no long-term studies, such as the COVID-19 gene-altering injection, um, don't do. You know, just don't do it. If you got bodily integrity for an abortion or not an abortion, you should have bodily integrity over choosing what medical procedures are done to you. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you, and I love you. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.